enhance it even more. You're listening to Two Cents Radio with Rob, Nico, and Nick. This is episode 273 for March 25th, 2021. Hi, everybody. I'm Rob. This is Nico. Nick here. Hi. Woo! Hi, everybody. We're back. Woo! <laughs> yes. I, I, I have my voice back, you guys. Yes. <laughs> it was bad. Let's go. <laughs> so last Thursday, I couldn't because I was stuck at work late. Mm-hmm. And so we were going to record on the weekend, and we went out for mom's birthday Friday and Rob night. Rob gave out so many sloppy beaches. Oh, so many <laughs> that my voice was gone. No, so we leave the place where we had, uh, I guess y- you folks call it dinner, but we call it supper here. <laughs> <laughs> Rednecks call it supper. Well, no, the smart people call it supper, but anyway. <laughs> We are not five minutes away from where we went to eat. And I'm like, I'm not going to make it home. I, I have still like a 45 minute drive home. I'm like, I'm going to barf. I am not. I was sicker than shit. What happened? I have no idea. I think it was just a little bit of food poisoning. So I get mm-hmm. mom and dad dropped off and I'm coming home and I'm I'm about 10 miles from home and I have to pull over on the side of the road and just barf everywhere. It, I mean, it is a violent vomitando jesus christ it is so loud i hear turkeys in the in the distance (laughs) gobbling back at me i'm going it was a mating call yeah it must have been and and i hear turkeys going You're about to get humped by a turkey, dude. <laughs> I'm literally laughing as I'm throwing up. And I, I I threw up so hard, I had no voice the next day. It My voice was gone. I've never heard that before. Somebody throwing up so hard, they, they couldn't talk. That's I, insane. I've thrown up so hard, I've bursted blood vessels in my eyes. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then after I threw up, I was fine. I really felt great. <laughs> do they have yeah, like been. do they have like throw up doctors? Is that a thing? I mean, it's, that's a gastrointestinal doctor that you would go a see. Gastroenterologist. Yes, yeah, that's the word. Yep. Yikes! Throw up doctors. Throw yeah, up that, doctors. That's a good like TLC reality show. <laughs> Doctor throw up. Doctor throw up. <laughs> right after Doctor Pimple Popper. Yeah, just back to back. Yeah. Just what's happening with that boil and yep. uh, what's what's making me vomit uncontrollably. Mm, yep. It's pretty good. <laughs> so that was, I guess, the two days after St. Patty's Day. So we had St. Patty's Day that we missed. We missed our annual St. Patty's Day uh, show. Is that a thing we no, do? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to be like, oh, whoops. <laughs> um, we missed the Grammys. I, I wanted to talk to the about the Grammys with you just a little bit, Nico. Why? You didn't watch it. I didn't watch it, but was so it then good? what do you want to talk about? I, I want to know why you don't understand what uh, BTS is, behind the scenes. Well, yes, I, I, I'm aware that, uh, yeah, BTS does stand for behind the scenes, yeah. but apparently they're also a tribe of aliens that have landed on this planet. Really? That have been performing. 
Stop it! No, no, not today. Not today. I don't have it in me. I do not have the strength. I will drive 18 hours over know? there right now. Did you not know this group? Yeah. Prior to the Grammys? No, I knew them. I just like, don't know like what they are. They're a, like, they, they're a boy they band. They, they don't right? seem human to me. They seem inhuman. Yeah, you're right. It's K-pop. That's the K-pop. No, it's beyond that, though. Like, the way they do their fucking hair and the way that, like, little girls are obsessed with them. Like, I, there's no excuse other than this is mind control. This is alien so, mind control. Japanese and Korean pop is a different beast. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm aware of that. What I'm not aware of is how they have invaded the minds and hearts of every little girl in this country. What is it about this song? It must be some Stepford Wives shit, man. It's like that song plays on the radio and like just girls perk up like a fucking meerkat in the, in the Sahara. What is going on with the BTS? It is really like the alien invaders have landed. I think that song pops. I was going to say, that sounds like a song that Rob would like. I love it. Like, actually. I love it. No jokes. That's, no, it's not bad. I'm not gonna lie. No. It's kind of a... I had Every to have. Every time I see them perform, man, it just blows my mind that they're popular. I mean, between them mind. and like Cardi B or Taylor Swift or something, like I pick them. They don't speak a lick of English, right? They they well, just sing I mean, English. <laughs> light me up like dynamite. I think. They well, know that. yeah, they know that. I mean, yeah. I can repeat. Well, do they know what too. it means? Yeah. Do they know what the words are saying mean? I don't know what it means. Like because they must not. <laughs> like I remember in choir singing Latin. Like, yeah. We were never taught what the words meant. Yeah. So I mean, who knows, man? No, they they probably know what it means. I'm sure they're delightful young men, and I'm sure that their music means a lot to a lot of people, and I'm very happy for these people. But this is just the music that I will never understand as as if I study it, if I just like if I fly to South Korea to, you know, to study the ancient scrolls to understand how we got to BTS. I'll never get it. I don't get it that like they sell lunchboxes with BTS on it. Like you don't understand every 12 year old on TikTok loves this group. I never have patience for Rob shit. Net, let's be clear. But today I have even less than that. You know how they're, you know how like the idea of boy bands, right? They're always like the types. And they, yeah. and they, they sat, they, they check all the boxes. Right. It, it's kind of like that, but like with like 10 dudes, right? That's the other thing. There's like 10 of them. Is there and that many? I had no idea there was There's that so many. many of them. There's at least like seven. I think there's seven. Wow. They come out in a clown car every performance. You see them; they're in a clown car. But but I believe like so. I know in Japan at least there's like a group of um, there's like a girl uh, a girl pop group that like they trade them out, and I think there's forty of them or something like that. Jesus Holy Christ. hell! There's a group with like forty of them, and like you try out every year. Wow! And like they trade them out and stuff. Like but making the band. <laughs> the, that's the thing, though, is the, like that, the yeah. brand is bigger than like any of like 
So it's I, like I don't a sports know, franchise, essentially. I don't know about BTS in particular, but like, I wouldn't be surprised if more people knew BTS, but nobody knows any of these guys individually. Mm, you know what I mean? Right. right. It's yeah. like you have a, you go through different quarterbacks, whatever. All the uh, imagine if the the music industry machine created like the perfect like group just to sell records and like get little girls to buy lunch boxes, mm. and that's just what they did. They didn't they didn't care about the individuals. It was just a group. That they just recycled for like forty years. It's kind of like fairness, the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> well, at least they're actual brothers. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it, One Direction is basically that, right? Yeah. So one Direction put One dude, Direction together. Same thing. One Direction fucking rocks though. They kind of slap. They're they're pretty fucking good. This lie. is way better than One Direction. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, way better. That's what makes you beautiful. Come on, guys. Also good. <laughs> Those are forever on my soundboard now. <laughs> I'm into it, man. I'm into it. I support it. Love. Happy it. for you. Happy for the the foremost BTS fan of this podcast, Rob. So this this was the least watched Grammys like in history, right? least attended as well <laughs> <laughs> but like this was the biggest snore of a grammys um, there ever has been i was fairly entertained by them actually more than the other award shows but i think like i just have a very low bar coming off of the golden globes which was literally like a zoom call that was worse quality than uh, what we do here like it literally terrifying. was that <laughs> like you literally had it. There was a moment during the Grammys where Al Pacino, who is somehow nominated for Best Actor in a television you mean, series, you mean the Golden Globes? Yeah, you said Grammys. Sorry, <laughs> Golden Globes had a moment. Al Pacino sitting there. Uh, what they did is each category they put all five nominees in a Zoom call together, and as they cut to break, they would just watch a conversation of those five people unfold. Oh my God. So, so you would just stick like Don Cheadle next to Hugh Grant or whatever and see what happens. And they thought that this would be like a cute experiment. And it is cool. Like if they're in person, that's like the cool thing about award shows is seeing Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep shoot the shit when they're sitting next to each other. Not when they're awkwardly like sitting in front of a webcam, not sure how to work it. Yeah. And, and none of them have good webcams or good microphones. Right. It was just David Fincher, like who like lit the thing as if he was lighting one of his movies. Right. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Pacino is sitting there. There are a couple other people, but I think Pacino's sitting there with like the dude from the crown who clearly he had never heard of because Al Pacino <laughs> doesn't have time to watch the fucking crown. And Pacino, I'm not kidding you, is literally falling asleep. On the oh, webcam. my God. You, they, and they caught it on camera. Al Pacino dozing off. And clearly someone off camera was like, Al, you're on. <laughs> he like perks up. <laughs> like that's uh, what we're dealing with with the Golden Globes. So I think my bar was very low for the Grammys. Well, and I was OK. With it, it. It, it constantly amazes me that the three of us, us smucks, are still able to do a better quality show than some local news and so it doesn't oh, surpri- yeah. it doesn't surprise me that you know celebrities don't know how to do zoom and microphones <laughs> do you have public access television out there um no we really don't yeah we still do around here and every once in a while like you you catch a glimpse of like cooking with jane and jane is some like 70 year old that yeah. just hangs out at the library too much yeah <laughs> 
and it's it is insane to me like just the caliber of content they're putting on not just like who's hosting it but also yeah like how blurry the cameras are and how they're still using dissolves from like iMovie 03 it's crazy yeah um <laughs> there's... there's still money in it someone's still paying for it <laughs> uh yeah there's there's some uh there's some shit online that i've seen of uh, public access shows i just right it's like between two ferns except it's literally that funny I, because they're not self-aware i just don't think i have i don't think i don't think i'm in the mean enough mood to to exploit this person <laughs> today <laughs> You're gonna have to catch me on a worse day. <laughs> my uh, my my mother the other day sent me a YouTube video that she tracked down of my very first video show oh, in God. high school, which Nico, you'll probably remember. I did oh, with Brian Dossler. Yes, I do. Of all things, it was a sports show, Rob. Yes, oh my I remember God. this. It was high school sports center it played in the cafeteria we, we oh. yeah we got the hookup to have it play in the cafeteria yeah though. i remember you, this we have to bring this audio to the show we have uh, to have this i mean it's not really me i was behind the camera oh okay i thought maybe you were hosting no i was behind the camera and i did the set and i see i ran the teleprompter and stuff still probably better than what's ever on like the cptv if i watched it. it wasn't that bad it looked yeah it was like uh it was like some some public access shit it wasn't anything Super fancy, but my first on-camera experience, the sixth grade, we had a local news show. Wow. Like on the public access station in town. I've seen some of your early YouTube videos, though, too, Nico. No, that was even <laughs> after. That was years oh after. Oh, my God. That was the next era. That was like the the career revitalization. Oh, my God. That's after I had gone away for a little bit and I had reemerged for my big comeback. <laughs> <laughs> did the you first... do the morning announcements? I did every morning. In, in middle school, right? Every morning in middle school, I was on camera that like the bell would ring and oh every television God. in the school would have to listen to me for five minutes, read the news. Oh, every morning. You Rob, loved it. I fucking adored it. You loved it. I loved it so much. I think it's really, I mean, it explains a lot. I'm still doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> now it's just called cultured. Yeah. 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 Unless people website. watch it. That's the only difference. <laughs> uh, so yeah. was, I bet you you could convince the middle school to play your play cultured. There were stories years after I left high school uh, of kids being like, I was walking down the hallway in high school and I heard your voice echoing through because teachers were listening to my podcast. Oh, true story. Oh, no. True story. Somebody's <laughs> like, I literally heard your voice echoing from down the hall. Oh, my school. God. Like, what's that about? <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that teachers that were previously your teacher. Correct. Currently listen to your podcast. Correct. At school. Correct. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, yikes. <laughs> I think one actually played my podcast for a whole class. Holy shit. I'm what pretty class? sure. What class? English class. That's not why. I was hoping you'd be like, oh, communication, yeah. Gagnard or something. No, no, no. No, no. I'm not sure what they were just trying to take away from it other than, you know. They were jocktobering you in English I class. They were. I think they were. <laughs> I think they were roasting me in English class. Uh, yeah. 
I don't want to name any names, but yeah, you probably have an but, idea of who it but, was. But Krapinski. Correct. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to name any names, but exactly this guy's name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and maybe another teacher that's also in a fantasy football league with me. Currently. Yeah. That, well, that was an obvious one. <laughs> that's one too. That was an obvious one. Yeah. Um, was Bruno Mars at the Grammys? No. Oh, yes, he was. He was. Yes, he was. Well, Absolutely. He was. We've got some news on Bruno Mars. He was uh, performing with Anderson Pack. The two of them have formed a super group together called Silk Sonic. A super pack. A super pack, <laughs> if you will. That's not bad. <laughs> That's not. Round of applause for that fucking joke. That's solid. We didn't hear your round of applause. So. Oh, shit. It's not coming through. No. Round well, well, there's this with Bruno Mars. Police say a Texas woman was scammed out of $100,000 after she fell in love with someone pretending to be entertainer Bruno Mars. Cybercrimes prosecutors say he befriended her on Instagram, convinced her that he was the famous entertainer and that he needed help with his touring expenses. For the first time, she is speaking out about the money and the men behind this scheme. She agreed to the interview as long as we don't identify her. So for this story, we're just going to call her Jane. She's concerned about her safety and doesn't want to become a victim again. Jane says she was adjusting to a new life in 2017. Her husband of 25 years had passed away. She moved into a new home, bought a new phone, and joined social media. I thought, well, they are my friends, right? She communicated with friends and strangers. <laughs> One man came on strong right away. The first thing that they sent to me was, uh, I want to marry you. And they sent Bruno Bars pictures to me. The profile had the singer's name and photos, so Jane believed it was the Bruno Mars just looking for someone to talk to. They spent weeks trading messages. That's the first thing they do is they try to be your friend um, and get to know you, get to be comfortable with you. Bruno said he was in a bind. He needed five thousand. Horrible. Right? This awful? Like this is actually breaking my heart. Like right I want to laugh, but I also kind of want to cry. Yeah, I do. This woman's a moron. <laughs> how old? Okay, how old is she? Her well, I don't know. Her husband of twenty-five years passed away. So how I mean, old does she look in the video? Or is this is an anonymous thing? Uh, she, yeah, yeah she, she's yeah, blacked not. out. She's okay. blacked out. But so, I mean, she's got to be in her sixties. Pretty easy. She's got to be fifties or sixties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I feel terrible. <laughs> Although at no point was she like, maybe I shouldn't be talking to a younger man. <laughs> yeah, at no, <laughs> at, at no point was she like, oh, Bruno Mars. What the fuck does he want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not really age appropriate. Yeah. The half the age plus seven thing. I don't know if it applies. I don't think so. Thousand dollars right away to pay. Oh yeah, I gotta rewind here just a little bit. But with you, Bruno said he was in a bind. He needed five thousand dollars right away to pay for rental cars. When she didn't immediately say no, he asked for more. It went from five to ten to. to let, me, let me start getting bigger. Okay. Jane sent a cashier's check for $10,000, but Bruno said he needed more help, more money for his tour. The next thing I knew, I was going to the bank and I was cashing out all my bonds. She handed over another cashier's check, this time for 90000 Bruno <sighs> said he was sending her something, an engagement ring. It arrived in a priority envelope from a Houston address with Mars's name. It wasn't like we were in love, like, like love, love. 
It was more like I was in love with his talent. He asked to come live with her in North Richland Hills. Jane was excited. She spent more money buying musical equipment and making room for the entire band. <laughs> I said, <laughs> the entire band was coming. What the hell did she think was going on? Hold on. I don't feel bad for her anymore. No, it's beyond <laughs> dumb. She spent like, you're telling me she spent like $200,000? Yes. She bought amps, dude. Guitars. Listen, you can't just host Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars. I mean, Silk Sonic, they're about to be on the Grammys next week. <laughs> it's a big moment for them. It's their debut. Oh, this woman's an idiot. Wow. It gets worse. It gets worse, it you does. guys. It gets worse. I set up a studio in my garage. I, I bought some instruments for him. The band was going to stay here. Um, I put some bunk beds up for him. Then another text message emergency. Mars's plane had been detained in Washington, D.C. He was in police custody until he could pay fees to the airport and the pilots. An outrageous story we know. But she believed it. They were constantly showing me pictures of, of them in jail, um, pictures of Bruno Mars in jail. It seems a lot like they're playing to your emotions. I mean, how, what were you feeling during all of this? Bruno Mars in jail? What? <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be all over the fucking news? <laughs> like, <laughs> Bruno Mars arrested would be at the top of TMZ. Did this woman know who Bruno Mars was before this? I don't know. I don't know. Like, okay, maybe, like, if he's, like, you know, if she's not, like, really into pop music and he says I'm, like, an up-and-coming artist. Yeah. And this is some of my stuff. Yeah. You know, and I don't know. She hears Uptown Funk for the first time. It's like, oh, that song's pretty good. I could get some radio play. <laughs> Let me buy a bunch of equipment for you and your band to come live with me after like we if, get married. Like, if a dude came up to me and sang Grenade for the first time... <laughs> I think I might build him a studio too. Like I might want to hitch my wagon to this guy. It might be like a sound financial move. Needed my help because I'm a help. I help people. That's all I, I know to do. I, oh, I've, I've always I given from my heart. Jane says the relationship consumed her life. She was up all night answering messages, spending her days buying cashier's checks and withdrawing cash around town. She collected another $50,000. That's when the scammers became even bolder. Bruno had someone come here to get that money so they could get him out of jail. It had to be quickly, of course. Security guard needed money right now. Everything was emergency. A man appeared at her front door and took the money for Mars's release. The fake Bruno said he wanted to fly to Texas right away, but he needed $5,000 for jet fuel. After There's... months of giving... <laughs> she needed to buy his jet fuel? Here's hey, honey, like... I am stuck on the tarmac. I need five grand right now for jet fuel. It's a private jet. It's I a... can afford that much. Yeah, but I need the five grand for jet fuel. I don't understand how anybody could be in a situation where they think that they have more money than Bruno Mars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, but at what? what point do you go, okay, we need to do a FaceTime call? Like, enough of the chatting. Let's FaceTime. Yeah. So that I know that I'm yeah. sending my hundreds of thousands of dollars before I send you the money. Yeah. Why don't you sing just, me a song? Yeah, just <laughs> let's hop on the FaceTime for a few minutes. Man, Titeo, though, same thing. I know. How did that guy? That guy's thanking his, his dying girlfriend. Yeah. On, on television. Yeah.
and, and I think he spoke to the woman, quote unquote, over the phone, right? I think that they established that. Yeah, I don't know if this woman ever talked to her to, to him on the phone, but it can it continues. I love Me. that the story, by the way, is calling him Bruno Mars still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so is she. So is the victim. That Bruno the... Bruno needed five thousand dollars. Okay, for well, Jeff if Field. she's traumatized, whatever. But the news is still calling the man <laughs> Bruno Mars. That's amazing. But he needed $5,000 for jet fuel. After months of giving and giving and giving, Jane finally realized she'd been duped. Now they threatened to poison and kill me if I didn't give them the money. That's the way it got near the end. It doesn't get any better. As you start giving to these people, they swap more and more and more. She contacted police who traced the cashier's checks to two Nigerian citizens in Houston. Both are charged with money laundering. It's believed the mastermind, the Mars imposter, is overseas. I'm so ashamed that this happened to me. I'm so sorry that I helped this person, even though I thought he was a famous person. But even now, Jane says, she's still a fan of the real Bruno Mars. <laughs> he got on Instagram. That's the best. <laughs> Is this that the okay. best fucking news article or news story you've ever that, heard? That tagline is the most local news shit you will ever hear in your life. <laughs> that right there. That is local news in a nutshell. Oh. That is that is local news as fuck, dude. <laughs> That's amazing. That is so good. Now, Jane says she's still a fan of the real Bruno Mars. That's he amazing. got on Instagram and said, hey, I need some help. <laughs> I'd have a book. Jane couldn't really explain to us why she didn't tell anyone what was happening sooner. She just bought in and let herself believe. And this, I know it's an extreme example, but the FBI says romance scams are on the rise. In 2020, more than 23,000 victims reported more than $605 million in losses because of romance scams. Compare that to 2015 when there were around just over 12,000 victims and $203 million in losses. Here's the thing. So she said that she never told anybody about this but at the end of the story there. She knew deep down this wasn't the real thing. Because no, if she of course she did. Because right. if you thought you were really in contact with Bruno Mar the real yes. Bruno Mars, you would be bragging to all your friends. Mm -hmm. But instead she kept it a secret. She right. kept it a secret like I'm helping this guy. She fucking knew. Well, I think more what it was probably is there was a 10% chance in her mind that this was legit. Yeah. And she was willing to ride out that 10%. Yeah. Yeah. For the, she was willing to give up that cash yeah. for that 10% gamble. Yeah. 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 That's all it was. Yeah. Still, though, Jane and I need to have a conversation about blue check marks. <laughs> <laughs> we, need to, we need to talk about the blue check marks. Holy shit. This, is, this story just blew my fucking mind when I found it. I'm like, crazy. She was texting him on like Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't look up any other Bruno Mars Instagram account. She was obsessed with Bruno Mars, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, wouldn't uh, that's what you would do all the time, right? Is look up Bruno Mars news. I'm going to go on Instagram right now. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to get catfished by Bruno Mars. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nick, we're coming to Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, set up a studio for me, babe. When, when, I look up guys? when I look up Bruno Mars on instagram the first yeah. person that comes up is bruno mars Ooh, yeah. the real one sure yeah. 
And then there's um I don't even see any fake ones, really. There's a few. Yeah, 22 million followers. I think that's more like it. Yeah. Blue check mark, Jane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when a guy called Bruno Mars messages you and he's only got 4 followers. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't the real thing. I, just I wonder if she thought this is like an army hammer situation like, "Oh, this is his Finsta." Mm. Oh. Mm. That could be. And that he was it, because she did say at the beginning, oh, "It was just Bruno needed somebody to talk to." I just realized I'm not following Bruno Mars. I think it's about time to Ugh, start doing that. I don't need to follow Bruno Mars. <laughs> no, you know what, Bruno? I will follow you on Instagram if and only if you come on this podcast <laughs> and you explain why you duped this poor woman <laughs> out of $300,000. <laughs> uh, she gave away so much money. <laughs> like, I understand people can be duped, but... My goodness, ask some questions. Yeah, just a few follow Just get on FaceTime with the bastard. I don't think she was at that tech level yet. A $90,000 check, cashier's check, should get you a FaceTime call. Honestly. $5,000 yeah, for jet fuel should get you a FaceTime call. <laughs> yeah. I would agree. Guys, <laughs> FaceTime call is the way to go. Yeah. Da- the dating apps too, man. Insist on that FaceTime oh, call. Oh, yeah. It's tough out there. It is. Yeah. Uh, and then I have this just in time for St. Patrick's Day. It's an old story, but it, it's a goodie. Oh, what's up with the uh, with well, the, with the world's biggest uh, uh, four leaf clover? By the way. Oh yeah, it was painted. Oh good. <laughs> yeah. Is it gone yet? Uh, I don't know. I haven't been over there. <laughs> okay. I think they let it wash away. Yeah, they the just kind of let it wash away in the rain. Got it. <laughs> was there a big St. Patrick's? Oh yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Always. That's right, because a year ago, it, that weekend that everything started shutting down, that's when the St. Patrick's Day stuff was Yeah, going. I think so. I think they still had sort of a celebration last year because we were still on the edge, like, oh, are we going to shut right. down or are we not? But mm, yeah, Same thing happened here because it was that the NBA thing had happened on the Wednesday. Yeah. And then Trump announced the travel bans and everything. I remember that. Yeah. And then by, I think Sunday was St. Patrick's Day last year. Yeah. And I remember being on the edge about if I was going to go out or not that weekend, and I decided yeah. not to. Yeah. A well, year, just guys. Just in time Crazy. for St. Patrick's Day, crowds are coming by the dozens to get an up-close view at what some say is a piece of Irish folk- folklore. Some people in the Crichton area of Mobile say a leprechaun has taken up residence in their oh, neighborhood. Oh, I've a heard leprechaun. this story. <laughs> C-15's Brian Johnson has more. Curiosity leads to large crowds in Mobile's Crichton community. Many of you bring binoculars, camcorders, even camera phones to take pictures. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. I got to do look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah! <laughs> Eyewitnesses say the leprechaun only comes out at night. If you shine a light in its direction, it suddenly disappears. This amateur sketch resembles what many of you say the left is the worst sketch in the world too. It's just it's just like a horseshoe with eyes and an awful hat. It's really fucking good. Leprechaun looks like others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations for the image. My theory is it's casting a shadow from the other limb. Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff. Is that Wanda Sykes? They <laughs> just pulled a bit from her stand-up routine. <laughs> Plugged it in the news. It, that sounds exactly like Wanda it Sykes. It does. It does. I love... It could be a crackhead. 
Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff. And it told him to get up in a tree and play a leprechaun. We're going to get down to the bottom of this. Yeah, still on there, guy. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, man. This guy helping to direct traffic says he's prepared for his encounter with the leprechaun. He's suited up from head to toe. This wars off spells right here. This is the special leprechaun flute, which has been passed down from thousands of years ago from my great-great-grandfather who was Irish. No, he wasn't! <laughs> <laughs> no, he was not! <laughs> I don't see a lick of red hair on you, sir. Uh, <laughs> I just came to help out. Others just came to get lucky in hopes a pot of gold may be buried under this tree. <laughs> I'm going to run a backhoe and uproot that tree. Where is this? I don't this know what it is. Uproot that tree. Go be a crackhead. <laughs> what is this? Mobile, Alabama? Yeah, Mobile, yes. Alabama. I got to get the fuck to Mobile, Alabama. Listen, if there was... Um, <laughs> This sounds if there like was a the leprechaun weekend of all time. If there was a leprechaun, let me tell you where it's not hanging out. <laughs> Mobile, Alabama. You got it. Could be wow. a crackhead. <laughs> How old is this? Oh, I don't know. This is this early two thousands. This is the greatest video I've ever heard. This is I want so to go. good. Give me the go. I want to go. This is Brian Johnson, NBC 15 News. People will do anything for a pot of gold. I mean, anything. You know what I like? I like the amateur sketch of the leprechaun. Yeah, it looks like somebody yeah. got a really good look at it and got that good drawing out. Who did that? I want to know who sketched that. I don't know. Maybe Brian sketched it. <laughs> Doodling. That was a good story. <laughs> oh, my One God. One of my favorite stories. From yeah, that's an oldie, but a good one. Oh, it's a great. I have an old coworker from Alabama who used to show me that clip <laughs> all the time. Uh, yep. That man. Happy, happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> They're magically delicious. <laughs> yep. That's it for me. Let's call it a show, guys. <laughs> all right. How can people get a hold of you? Uh, We're not missing anything, right? Nah. I don't think there's anything we're supposed to do. Nah. I did want to mention that we forgot to tell everybody, as we always do, that we were doing our March Madness brackets. So there's a limited number of people in our March Madness tournament. But uh, I thought we had a pretty good turnout. Down. Yeah. Yeah. Usually it's a little bigger, but yeah. Yeah. I got to check how I'm doing again. Uh, my bracket is busted as balls. Yeah, it's bad. So busted. I think I, I got three out of my final four still left, but like only five of my I had Ohio State going all the way to the championship game that's a rough one that's, that's a bad one I'll tell you that's a rough one you know <laughs> could be a crackhead <laughs> let me see how I'm doing Oral Roberts is pretty sick though yeah oh you know I'm in fourth all right who's who where how am I doing uh, third I think awesome gotta look right at ahead. those max points though it's all about yeah. those max where points. do you see the max 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 is right next to where it says points Here's oh you know what rob and i have the top maxes Ooh, is rob's got 1180 i've got 1170 so that is rob not... is only ahead of me by 10 so that is not true because i have 1380 oh but you're in seventh mm. oh so nico is the highest max no not and true. there's oh kelly no actually kelly <laughs> You Kelly are the, the worst man. at this, Nick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and you look did a these sports numbers. show yeah, in high school. Look yeah. at these numbers. <laughs> wow. It's, li it's like you're discovering numbers like. for the first time ever. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a two. 
I like how it sort of swirls around at the top and straightens out at the bottom. I like that. It's kind of like me. <laughs> Taurus is in first place. Uh, he's got Michigan winning the whole thing. That's a bad move. And uh, Well, I don't know. You never know. No, I know. <laughs> could, could you say that he's doing pretty dynamite? I'm starting to hit you, Rob. <laughs> I thought you were going Jimmy Walker angle on that. <laughs> I thought it was going to be dynamite. <laughs> That's not a bad parody that must exist already. Uh, Jimmy Walker singing BTS's dynamite. <laughs> That's got to be a That's thing. That's got to be a thing. Oh, <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, so we've got, uh, I believe, 11 people in there, and we're competing, and the winner is going to get to decide who wins our game show bracket, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be fun. So keep an eye on that. So we got to get through some game shows tonight. We do. Uh, anything else we wanted to discuss before we get into it? This is usually how we end the program. Yeah, I have nothing else. We got through the Bruno Mars thing. I just could not wait to share with you guys. Like I was so disappointed this weekend when we couldn't do a show because my voice was shot because I yeah. wanted you to hear the Bruno Mars stuff. <laughs> oh, you have to give updates on your colonoscopy too, by the way. You oh yeah, I had the colonoscopy. That went fine. Everything okay. went good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's done for another three years. But no, uh, nothing irregular. No, no, everything's great. Have they figured out your issue? No, at least not at all. All right, cool. <laughs> A lot of inconclusives come back on the biopsies. Mm. Yeah, inconclusive, unknown. Well, geez, yeah. That's a rough one. That's a rough one. You hate to say it. How are you feeling though? Okay. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Okay. Besides yeah. the puking and the shit. Yeah. Well, besides yeah, yeah. Besides the, the turkeys pu- humping you in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest. I I should have recorded myself throwing up because <laughs> it was violent. Uh. All right. Game show time. Game show time. Let's do it. feel like we need a stinger i don't know <laughs> I just, I'm, just, I'm trying my best here that's not right <laughs> i'm just playing there it is that's yeah. a better one there we go <laughs> uh all right i come with the encyclopedia of tv game shows oh my god in hand i love at it ready i love it uh and we are talking about the game shows of the 1970s and 1980s cool okay there are nine Game shows in this side of the bracket. We're going to try to get through this one right now. And we will begin with the eight seed versus the nine seed. That is American Gladiators versus Scrabble. Is this the is this the bunny bracket? Is this the little bracket? Excuse me? Is this the bunny bracket to get into the main bracket? Yes. Is okay. that what they call it? Yeah, it's bunny yeah. bracket. The play-in game. Okay. Yes, the play. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to um, be Scrabble. It's 100% Scrabble. Scrabble. We have to have a conversation about Scrabble. Scrabble had the best bonus round in the history of game shows. Okay, see, I, I watched clips of each of these shows, but mm. I tried not to waste too much time. I tried to watch maybe <laughs> three to four minutes of each. Get a feel, you know? Get a feeler. Right. Um, These were easily the two lowest rated on my list for wow. the entire 70s and 80s. Really? Yes. Scrabble was the best. Okay. 
What did you not like about Scrabble? Let's talk about that first. I don't think it had anything original. It was just another show like a bunch of other shows. But now, I'm watching this from the lens of 2020. Sure. Right, 2021. Post-lingo. Uh, <laughs> this is this is pre-lingo Chuck Woolworth. Yes, yes. You know? Right. So so, so there may be some, some uh, context that I am missing. Right. However, I was extremely underwhelmed. Did this game show invent the board game? No, no. not at all. No, okay, no. So Scrabble's not original then. No. What? Well, here's the thing. Sorry, 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 sorry. Here. Here. They come in small pieces. Ready? Ready. Go. So at this point, they get a a, a clue, a, a a word, and two a randomizer then pops up two letters that the contestant. Chooses. Oh, I did see this part. Yeah. I did see this part. I S. They come in small I, pieces. N. They come in K, small pieces. I. Don't Bikinis, you dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the problem with this: has nothing to do with the board game Scrabble. No, but this is a very original bonus round. The bonus round was very good. The bonus round and the playoff round to get the, to the bonus round. Yeah. I, actually, I preferred the play-in game to get to the bonus round more than the bonus round. I like the urgency of the clock. The Scrabble Sprint. Yes. Yes. Where they had they deducted time if you got the word wrong. Right. Yes. Love that round. That's actually probably my favorite round. The main game, I think the rules are a little hard to understand. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to jump into it. Like, like if you're watching Family Feud and you just hop into Family Feud at any point, like it, it's not going to confuse you what the hell's happening. No, it's Family like, Feud is the most intuitive game show like that exists. Right. It just, you understand exactly what's happening. Uh, Scrabble, I would say the rules are a little it, hard to play along and hard to like do at home. I don't think like it would be like a fun home game just because the rules are so complicated. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But this Scrabble sprint where one person sets the time, then the next person comes up and the clock is counting down from the time that the first person counted up. To yes. You. Right. That was incredible. Incredible. That's, that's some pretty cool cutthroat games. Yeah, there. I like that. Here's the other thing I will say. The sound effects on this show are the greatest sound effects in any game show ever. Yeah. The by far. Letter, they come in small pieces. Bikinis. Bikinis is right. Now, it might be that the whole show is sound effects. <laughs> like, I feel like we wouldn't be talking about it so glowingly if it were not for the sound effects. Because they are incredible. Yeah. Whoever was doing the sound effects off stage had the hardest job in the world. They did. There were 10 different buttons. One was for a correct one, incorrect one, scramble, scrabble. Everything had a different a sound effect attached to yeah, it. Yeah, and we take it for granted because Nico and I have Stream Deck setting in front of us. And we can correct. Just, we can just hit a button. <laughs> and... <laughs> But I don't think that was the case back then. <laughs> yeah. The best. I think there was a guy in the back with like a, a, like a rope that was attached to a metal thing surrounded by a bunch of hanging buckets. And he had just... <laughs> the bell at the top. Fo yeah. The Foley effects on these game shows were outrageous. <laughs> outrageous. So I would say that also you had Chuck Woolery in his prime. Yeah. And whatever you want to say about Chuck Woolery these days was definitely a very good host. Um, and American Gladiators, I don't want to sell short. I really like that show. It's on ESPN Classic a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I actually didn't hate the remake with Hulk Hogan as much as a lot of people did. I don't get it. Hmm. American Gladiators. 
What don't you get? So I, I was watching. Is it is it correct to say that this is just like gym class with buff people? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what <laughs> yes. it was. Yeah, you just beat the shit out of the nerds. <laughs> you had a bunch of regular guys, and then yep. you had bodybuilders. Yep, and they would compete against each other in the same task. It was oh, kind of like that show. Maybe Man that's versus the part Man. I was. Remember maybe that's Man the part I was. We talked about last week. We were. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I didn't realize there were regular people. The contestants were regular people, yeah. and the gladiators were there, standing in their way of the prize. Okay, I that's the part I. What was the one uh, where the gladiators shot tennis balls as the contestants would try to launch missiles at a target above the gladiator's head? A phenomenal game. I don't remember what it was. What called. What the hell was that called? But but if you recall, Nick, because we went to middle school together, we used to play a game. In middle school called American Gladiators. Oh, you're right. And it was based on this game that Rob is describing right now. Assault. You would try to go through an obstacle course while the other team was basically playing dodgeball. Yeah, correct. This is assault. And then you had the Atlasphere. <laughs> Remember the Atlasphere? I do. Breakthrough and conquer. <laughs> Hang The one tough. I watched was they just had a football and they were just trying to get through. Uh, that is that is breakthrough and conquer, I believe. It's just you have a football and you're trying to get a touchdown. Right. And mm. they were wrestling moves to try to stop you. <laughs> and they, they would do the joust on top of those the giant joust. Platforms. Yep. Powerball. <laughs> Powerball. Skytrack. Here was my problem watching American Gladiators. The Eliminator. Maybe maybe this is why you guys like it. But it felt like watching a regular sports game. Like a like a football game or something. Well, because they spent so much fucking downtime just filming people like breathing and walking and yeah, a lot of the commentators, slow mo replays. I think actually there were NFL quarterbacks that hosted that show. Exactly. I think there was a lot of producers and people in the background that came from sports shows. Right. Whereas, like when you watch, um, what's that popular show? Um, like, um. That's on Joe Theismann hosted. I didn't remember that. Yeah, Joe Theismann was the original host of American Gladiators. What's that? What's that obstacle show now where like people they get hit off and they fall into the water and wipe out? Wipe out. Wipe out. When you watch Wipe Out, like they have the formula down now where it's like fast paced. There's never right. a dull moment, right? Well, because moving, people don't they get hit, they fall. Ha ha ha. Next person. People right? don't. People don't have the patience anymore. <laughs> this was the early '90s where where you know men were men and you watched you watched American Gladiators from your garage while drinking beers. With the boys i was bored that's oh, yeah. what i'm trying to say it's okay. i was bored it's hideous and so if i rank these from 10 for my own sanity i have american gladiators at a three and scrabble at a four. Ooh. so i'm pushing for scrabble but like i want to be clear i was very underwhelmed i think my vote would be american gladiators but i know how much rob loves scrabble, oh, scrabble. so I, I will go with you on that and i will just say though that 90 percent of my vote is for the sound effects can, can we also be honest about something here? This is a game show bracket, and I'm not sure American Gladiators is really a game show. Fair enough. No, I agree. Fair enough. Scrabble advances. Scrabble. Scrabble is now facing off against the one seed. <laughs> it's fucked. It's tough, man. Who's it's it facing tough. off? You battle your way into this bracket, and then you got to face Wheel of Fortune in the first Oh, one. piss out my ass. Wheel of Fortune can suck a dick. One of the most boring fucking shows on television. <laughs> Awful. Has survived for an incredibly long time. 
is still the number one rated game show on television 30 plus years later. Oh, my God. Okay, stop for just a second. Sorry. Hmm. Sorry. Gemini from American Gladiators. Remember Gemini? He was Vaguely. A, he's a gladiator. He was a losing contestant on the Bob Eubanks hosted revival of Card Sharks and Pressure Luck. Wow. Yeah, did not know that. Sorry, had to stop stop the show for that <laughs> interesting piece of information that is not in your encyclopedia of game shows i you should have waited to the next round when pressure luck goes off against card sharks <laughs> <laughs> fuck <laughs> i believe uh wheel of fortune was also initially hosted by chuck Woolery, although I it was it was for a, a short period of time yeah so it's, uh, it's and an how long has pat sajak and vanna white been fucking hosting a long time that mm-hmm. is crazy uh originally premiered in 1975 uh chuck woolery was the first host then back pat sajak took over um and it looks like there have been other hosts since then and in other versions the original hostess was susan stafford oh okay um and then pat sajak and vanna white i believe took over in 1989 wow so they sajak had a late night talk show on cbs from January of 89 to April of 90. He's gotten into some trouble recently, though, Sajak. He's getting, it? like, really snippy. Oh, really? He's always snapping at these contestants now for, like, stupid answers, and I'm kind of into it. Yeah, that's good. But it feels like since Trebek has gone, has died and now he's no longer the center of attention, like, Sajak has just been going for it. Nice. He's just going for the crown. Good for him. <laughs> really, Wheel of Fortune is a bore fest. It's a bore so? fest. It is. It's okay, this. We're pitting here like Scrabble and Wheel of Fortune. These are like word games against right. each other. Probably yeah. like the ultimate word game game shows. Yeah. You uh, really think? Do, are you are you pulling for Scrabble here? I am pulling for Scrabble here simply because of the bonus rounds. There, the mm. the payoff to Wheel of Fortune is not that exciting. A little dull. Yeah. A little dull. You have. I mean, Wheel of Fortune is tried and true. You're not going to fuck with the format. I understand that. It works. It it, it is good television. I'm not going to take it away. And it and it obviously gets the ratings because they wouldn't keep it on the air for 119 years. But here's the the key to a good game. Or I'm sorry. Keep going. No, no, I no. I, I think you were going to make the exact point that I was going to make. It, it's the payoff at the end that makes the game show for me. The the bonus round in Pyramid is, you know, this this tense 60 seconds of, of Pyramid. That's a huge payoff. And you get that twice in Pyramid. You know, the payoff to to Scrabble is is Scrabble Sprint and and huge money at the end. Wheel of Fortune just it's a it's 10 seconds of yawn. I think the key to a lot of the most successful game shows is that they, they, they have a way of making the audience at home feel like they're smarter than the contestant on the TV. Oh, no, I agree. And totally Wheel of Fortune right. is one of those shows yep. where you're watching it at home, you're sitting with your family, and you're like, oh, you name the right answer, and you're like, you watch, watch, I'm right. Yep. And like they have to sit there, then when you're right, you're right, and you yep. feel great. Yep. It's kind of like that when you watch Jeopardy or Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Well, I don't think it is that way in Jeopardy. And I think that is a, a key distinction, though. The two of them are a, No, you know, in Jeopardy, when, when you get the answer right, when you know it, you feel really good. But at no point does Jeopardy get any thrills you know, out of stupid contestants. 
Like having stupid contestants, none of the entertainment value comes from that. Sure. Whereas okay. Wheel of Fortune, sometimes your frustration with the contestants, like Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader is actually the perfect example of this. That mm -hmm. show worked because the contestants didn't know the answers. Like that's what made that so exciting. Like, oh my God, you're in your thirties and you don't know how to do basic multiplication. Right. Uh, Wheel of fortune, I think is similar. Like they don't necessarily cast the best contestants. They just cast the most excited contestants. Price is right. It's another example of this. Yeah. And I, I think, yeah, you're probably right. 30 years into it. There probably is a pretty low ceiling in terms of like gameplay. Like, you, you know, there's not a lot of discussion of Wheel of Fortune strategy, mm. whereas there is so much discussion about Jeopardy strategy. Uh -huh. Well, lately. Yeah. Five years ago. That's one of the great things about Jeopardy, though, is that they cast the smart contestants and they push it forward and it keeps evolving. It mm -hmm. is kind of like another sport. Um, I agree with you, Rob. Actually, the Wheel of Fortune bonus round is really lame. It's awful. <laughs> and it was even worse when they used to do the. Sh Remember the shopping at the end of the oh, show? Oh, God. Yes. It was the most boring. Thank God they got rid of this. You used to have a, a grand prize at the end of the game. Yeah. And Pat would stand in front of a wall of prizes, and the contestants would have to spend that money in a shopping spree. Yep. And there was no game or strategy to it. It was just, here's the money. You got to spend it all on vacations. Yep. It was awful. It, it it's almost as bad as sale of the century <laughs> the sale yeah. of the century bonus round no shit at the end of the game they're like okay you have 110 dollars if you come back tomorrow and get up to 180 dollars you right. can buy a trip to tahiti yeah. and and the people would be like yeah i'll come back tomorrow all right yeah. we'll see you tomorrow everybody come back right. for more sale of the century <laughs> awful fucking bonus round Here's here's some Wheel of Fortune fails. The answer to this is uh, finger and toes. I don't know what this guy's about to say. <laughs> oh, no. Corinne, miners and hoes. <laughs> Edgar, fish love. <laughs> Sorry, Jenny. Oh, no, Wish list. <laughs> <laughs> So this next one is obviously I, I we just got to the first frame. It's obviously Superman and Wonder Woman. So we'd this. like to solve the puzzle. Go ahead. Superman and Spider Woman. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see That's this right here. Like, are you laughing at Scrabble the same way? No, but that was not on the air for this very reason. Yeah, right? it's not on anymore. Yeah, come on. I, 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 Rob, I am sympathetic to your case here, but I'm not ready to. This is too big of an upset. No, I, 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 I will fight for Scrabble to the end because of the bonus round. And I, and duly noted, but you're you're dealing with a dynasty here. I, I will say an imperfect one. I'm not sure how long Wheel of Fortune is going to keep this up. Yeah. It might be an early exit for, for Wheel of Fortune, but not yet. I think it's going to be. Not yet, though. Uh, Nick, what's your vote? Oh, I'm going Wheel of Fortune on this. Boo! All right. You guys suck. There it goes. Sorry, Rob. <laughs> I just realized how stacked this corner of the bracket is. Yeah, it's, it's 70s and 80s are top, tippy-top. Like, yeah, my top three might all be in this yeah. bracket. All uh, right, who's next? Oof. 
This is tough. Yeah. We got the four seed pressure luck against the five seed card sharks. Oh, this is easy. It's a heavyweight battle, though. It is a heavyweight round. battle. Uh, card sharks had a very good bonus round. Very good. But nothing can beat that last spin in pressure luck. As you're waiting, a split screen, one spin, you know. Not not a, not a bonus round, though. Not a bonus round. There is no bonus round in pressure luck. They well, have it now. They have it now, and it's awful. <laughs> I'm not into it. Not into it whatsoever. I watched both of these for the first time. Yeah. Wow. Very interesting shows, both. Both very good. In the upper echelon here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I actually watched the first episode, like the pilot of Press Your Luck. Oof. Wow. Really interesting. Yeah. I was very impressed by the speed and excitement of Card Sharks, though. I agree. I, I have to agree I with mean, you there. That seemed like the gambler's game show. It was. I mean... Just these people being like, I'm going to bet it all on fucking 50-50. All like, of you're yeah. over. Yeah. It's, it's like great your, shit. Your card's a seven. There's like 6,000 over. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> you're insane. Uh, what I did not like about, about uh, card sharks, though, was tell us how many people you think out of 100 yeah. would cheat on their husband <laughs> if the wife lost a foot. <laughs> It was, the questions were a little out there. Yeah. I'll give you that one. Yeah, the one I watched was um, we asked 100 pregnant women <laughs> if they were married. How many of them said they were married? Yeah. And but it was a cool conceit, though. One of them guesses the number. The other one says over under. I, I like yeah, that. Yeah, that kind of plays into. Um, yeah, but here's the, the, the thing s- that. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Nick. No, that plays in one of the, the other games. Should we talk? Was it Scrabble? That did that with the over under or with the timer going up. Oh, yeah. Timer going up. It's kind of like that. What irritated me about uh, card sharks are these people that went, uh, well, I think the answer is 85. You obviously have the better shot if you go lower. But people Mm. would still go, oh, no, I think it's higher than 85. I think it's way higher than 85. And they're always wrong. (laughs) Yeah, not not great. You always go with the lower side. Hmm. Uh, what I liked about Pressure Luck is the strategy. Do I pass? Do I play? Do I press my luck or do I? You know? So, I, yeah, I like the idea that in Pressure Luck, it's not always best to be the first one to answer. No. Because then your answer becomes one of the options. Right. 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 That's right. a cool concept. Yeah. Takes trivia to a different level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was cool. I, I just liked the the strategy of Pressure Luck, though. Like, I could see there being more strategy. Yeah. In it. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I think both shows have a lot of strategy, which is cool. It, I mean, one of them is just like straight stats, though. It's like pretty obvi- obvious. Obvious. Yeah. Not you the freezing. Do. Not when you fr- not when you freeze. Not when you you know. Not on the questions. Certainly not in the in the bonus game. No. You know? Um. I I think for me, I mean, obviously, Pressure Luck has the better set. Yeah. Pressure Luck, uh, I think, had the better music. The whammy was a big deal. I actually met the host of the. Have I told the story on the podcast? Yes. Yeah, I, I, I probably told Nick this two years ago. But when I was going to school in Boston, there was a pressure like remake on the Game Show Network called Whammy, and the guy that hosted it was named Todd Newton. <laughs> and Todd Newton came in for a guest lecture in my intro to radio class at Emerson College, and this was a class of about twenty kids, 
and he came in and I no would've... one in the room including the professor knew who the fuck oh was. i would have died to meet this guy no one except for me yep i'm the only one in the class yeah so he's there and he gives us a lecture this was like two hour class by the way yeah he gave a lecture for about a half hour maybe 45 minutes and everybody's like all right this is like well and good he's telling stories about interviewing celebrities he also hosted a show called hollywood showdown on the tv guide network mm -hmm. i knew that and there were a <laughs> bunch of shows that you know that i i recognized him from uh and so at the end of the show we get to question and answer Raise your hand if you have a question for Todd Newman. <laughs> Only one that raises my hand in the whole fucking class. I'm not kidding. Only one in the class. I raise my hand. I ask him a question about the Emmys, I think. I talked to him about, like, because I remember that he had lost. No, he had won the Emmy, I think, one year, beating Steve Harvey at the Emmys. We talked about that, and I am not kidding. He was hosting, at the time, a road version of The Price is Right. Oh, yeah, right I live remember tour that. He was hosting and we talked for a good I'm not exaggerating this a good hour. The two of us had a conversation about game shows as 19 captive students just <laughs> sat there <laughs> bored out of their fucking uh, minds. And it was shameless. Yeah, it was. We just talked and talked and talked and people were falling asleep in the classroom. It was amazing. I, what, and that, I would have loved it. I loved that. It was so fun. It was such a fun class. I had a great time. Um, the other thing about Pressure yeah. Luck that we cannot not mention is Michael Larson. Of course. Michael the, Larson. The guy who broke Pressure Luck. That's right. Literally. Uh, oh, the, this is the guy that figured out the timer on the... The, the pattern, the four patterns that they right. programmed into the board. He figured it out, went on there, won $110,237. Right. Which, like, doesn't sound like a lot today. No, it isn't a lot today, but in 1987... But it was a lot for that show. Yeah. It was a lot for that show. It was the biggest prize at the time, right? It was the biggest uh, prize in game show history. For one show, I think so. Yeah. 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 We're, we're going to talk about another guy that actually is sort of slept on in this conversation that was kind of like the Ken Jennings of his time, but we'll get to it in another show. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, that I think one more than Michael Larson did that day. But yeah, it's uh, it was a lot for that time. Here's what I'll say. I love card sharks. I love the game of card sharks. I love the gambling elements of it. And I love that bonus round. It's the drama of pressure luck. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. It's the thrill of that final spin. You can hit a whammy at any time and you lose everything. That's what was. And you have to get through these spins or someone has to get through. These right. Spins. Those past spins have to be taken. They are going to be come back to haunt someone. Yep. All of these spins are going to be taken. There's no walking away in this game. show. Nope. That's not how it works. No, nope. there's right. always danger. Lurking you need to collect the, the spins in order to win, but then you have to spend them. Yeah. And right. That's what hurts. Yeah. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah. I think that would be the, the thing that pushes it over the edge, along with the whammy, too. And just, at the end of the day, like, Card Sharks is – I love the idea that you can just bet, like, all of your money at any time. Like, I love that. Yeah. yeah. And I love that they do it in a way that encourages it yeah. very heavily. But there's only so much you can do with over-under Yeah. after a while. You know what I mean? And I'll tell you what, that new Joel McHale Card Sharks that's on ABC right now, ABC has just rebooted every single yeah. one of these shows that we're talking about today. Uh, not that great yeah not that great and they just they changed it for the the worse i would say it's yeah. a lot slower whereas the pressure luck that they have now with uh what's her face elizabeth banks elizabeth banks is uh is still really good yeah mm -hmm. pressure luck's my vote yep same yep 
I have card tricks at seven. Press your luck I, at eight. I still want to talk to somebody that was working that day of the Michael Larson show. <laughs> Maybe we can get them on for the finale of this. Break. I would love that because I want to know the drama. That needs to be its own episode. That I, that conversation can go forever. That dr- the drama of that day would have been. I I need to know. I to need be in to that know control room. to be in that control room and going holy. Fuck, this guy knows the pattern. And how fast did they realize it? I also wonder how many people who worked there even knew the pattern or knew there was a pattern. Uh, I think the documentary that's been out uh, said that only a few people knew how many patterns there actually was, Mm -hmm. uh, including the head of CBS at the time. He was the one that cleared it. Mm. Right. And that's because game shows, unlike, you know... Well, this on a legal big, level are, are under a lot of scrutiny. Right. And but, so that's going to be a recurring theme. I think. But technologically, there was nothing like the pressure luck big board at the time. In 86, here's this giant board with, what is it, 16 squares? Mm-hmm. I, nothing was like. There was oh, more n- than 16. I think more than 16. Um I don't Maybe know. Maybe there were. Yeah, no, I think it was only I, I think it was only 16. Um 1 2 3 4 5 6 12 13 14 15 16 18. 18. Okay. There was nothing like it. Projectors flipping through pictures and you know a random yeah. a randomizer. Well they they had to or Michael Larson had to use VHS recordings yes. and multiple television screens to to unlock this. It yeah. wasn't as simple as just pause play pause play no. like he no, he watched this. He watched this screens, for weeks yeah. and built spreadsheets. And yeah. I remember watching this documentary as yeah. well. Yeah. And he said that I think he said the hardest thing was when he actually got to the show was figuring out the timing of how yes. long between the button and the, and that the is landing. why that's why on one of his first spins, I actually think it was his first his spin, very first spin. Yeah, he hit a whammy. Yeah, right. he hit a whammy on the first spin, and then ever since then it was smooth sailing. Yeah. And he said, "Okay, well, now I know the timing." Yeah. Right. Boom. Right. Yeah. That is an incredible story. Ah. Uh, I, All right. I, yeah. Anyway, press your luck. Press On your to the luck. next. Break. Yep. Next matchup. Oh boy, a bloodbath is coming. We've got the three seed, the pyramid, and I didn't specify whether it's ten thousand, twenty-five thousand, hundred thousand. Donny Osmond's pyramid. Ugh, puke. <laughs> Hate Donny Osmond. For the sake of this, we'll call it the hundred thousand dollar pyramid. Yep, hundred thousand. At the three that's the one seed. I watched. <laughs> yeah, that's the big one against the six seed. The Gong Show. Oh, this is no fucking brainer. This that's is what you think. Game. <laughs> this is that's the, what you think, Rob. The Gong Show's the dumbest television show I've ever even considered watching. those horns awful listen here rob chuck barris has a special place in my heart and if there's a matlock like upset that i'm going to <laughs> fucking rage for this is the you one you cannot put the gong show i above. can and i will no i can and i will no gene gene the dancing machine oh my god come on how do you not like gene gene the dancing machine awful. do you have a nickel Rob, do you have a nickel? <laughs> you have to understand this show, like 
<laughs> this show almost got taken off the air. Like it did. It should have. <laughs> Rightfully <laughs> <did>. so. <laughs> no, for, just for pushing the boundaries of what's acceptable on TV. They put him to two women on that show. Just started licking popsicles for five minutes. The show got canceled after that. <laughs> Eating popsicles. That was the act. <laughs> so dumb. You cannot. <laughs> the unnamed comic. What was his name? It wasn't a game show. It wasn't a game show. Of course it was. No, it wasn't. There was a game. It had rules. Weren't there contestants that were competing for for prizes? Well, then you can't make that argument about American Gladiators then either. That's already been knocked out. It's in the bracket. Oh, Rob, I can be a hypocrite. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) You think you what? You think you're going to try to win me over with logic? No, 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 no. I made show is the dumbest thing ever. The dumbest. Invented so many game shows. He did. He was uh, a god among men. God among men. Actually, two more of his shows will appear in this bracket. They will. Still. Um, so look. then he's got a plenty of opportunities to advance forward. But this is the only one. Man, <laughs> this show was, and I, I mean, really, the entire talent show boom of the 2000s owes a great debt to the gong show, which essentially invented the talent show format. You can argue I mean, that American Idol would not exist. America's got talent with the buzzers, you know, the buzzers to stop the no, act. I get it's literally it. the same thing. No, I understand. Rob, the judges showed their tits. Many times judges showed tits on that show. Where else are you going to find a show time. like that? <laughs> Every <laughs> Pornhub.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, I the gong show was a very special place in my heart after we dedicated a month to it. Oh, we did on the other podcast. We did do gong show month. That was a uh, true thing we did. I'm so glad I don't listen to the other shows on this. Oh network. my god! <laughs> we talked about the gong show movie. We talked about uh, the gong show reboot. We talked about Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, the Chuck Barris biopic. But Dick Clark, Dick Clark is way bigger than Chuck Barris. Not rightfully, and Dick though. Clark. <laughs> Not rightfully. Dick Clark worked all the way to the end. You got to give him that. He definitely <laughs> did. And now Michael Strahan is filling his shoes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that man fucking flosses with a mattress, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I actually like him on the on the new pyramid. I actually think it's he's okay. Yeah, I don't watch it. You don't watch it? No, I can't stand him. Why? I don't know. He's the teeth? <laughs> He's a terrible host. Oh, I don't think he's that bad. Awful. I didn't love him when he took over for Regis or whoever. No, that that really turned me off for for him. He was Regis's fill-in, right? Yeah, with, with Kelly Ripa. Yeah. Yep. I kind of I kind of like the absurdist show about nothing. Like just fucking, we're not even here to try and make sense. All right, we're here for a good time. We're all gonna have fun. Mm. I'm into it. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I almost think like you think whose line like, oh, the rules don't matter. Right. Like this is that in a yeah. way. Uh, Yeah. Now, uh, all kidding aside, Robert, a pyramid is like the top five game shows ever for me. Like, Absolutely. It's, it's, come, like it's fucking like, come on. Yeah, it's the best. It's yeah. the it, it is. Here's the, the one gripe I would have with shows like this. And I put password in the same category the when pa- they show the password is outhouse yeah <laughs> when they show you the answer on the bottom of the screen you've eliminated the play along element right right i i agree you know um, what i mean so shows like this don't have that element where you're shouting at your tv 
uh, the answer. All it, you're doing is shouting at how stupid the contestants are. I also, it like, would so be would... so hard to not have the answer in front of you. It would. It, it it's unwatchable. Yeah, that you're you probably this is probably a better alternative. I'm just yeah. saying the game itself. Yeah. You know, there isn't that play along element, which I'm not saying you necessarily need it in no. order for the game show to work. Yeah. You're not hitting a button and press your luck along with the contestants right. either. <laughs> yeah. So you can still be thrilled by it. And that end game in Pyramid, yeah. there there are a few things more thrilling than that sixty seconds. Yeah. Um best <laughs> best bonus round in game shows? Close. I mean that hundred thousand dollars when they actually did the hundred thousand dollar tournament. Mm. That was some life-changing money for those people back then. And it was yeah. fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Fun to watch. Yeah, I, uh, man, I fucking love the gong show. I love it. <laughs> I was watching the pyramid and like, I, I didn't understand why the audience was there. They weren't laughing. They weren't cheering. They were mm. just like, they knew the answer. The answer is owl. She goes, yeah. it goes, who? And he goes, owl. Okay. Next one. Like, I did, dude, it was like a shitty game of charades. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. It's just, it. I don't know. Maybe it was the episode I watched, <laughs> but I figured if it was on YouTube, it was probably the better episodes. We got to listen to this minute and nine seconds from Vicky Lawrence. The answer here that we see on the, on the board is things that crash. So this mm-hmm. is the bonus round. She can only give a list. There's no descriptions, no uh, usage of hands. It's only no a list. Participles. Part yes, no. That, no. Maybe the episode I watched, they were a lot looser with the rules. Maybe that's also. <laughs> anyway, 19 seconds left. Bonus round. Vicky Lawrence is giving clues. Things that crash. Airplanes. Things that fly. Uh. Uh. uh things that are pressurized. Trains. Uh, a, a drug addict. Uh, Cars. Things that, use, uh, things that come down. Things that go up. Uh, things wounded, that get high. Birds. Five uh, seconds. fall on the ground. Things that drop. Uh, glass. Things that break. Uh, things that... Airplanes. <laughs> the 1929 yes. stock market. Things that oh, crash. Yes. Oh. I love it when you come in and give the absolute <laughs> perfect answer. I just... Bullets, you come strolling in and give the perfect answer and make me feel like an ass. <laughs> See you around. Good for her. <laughs> Dick Clark was such a dick. Oh, he was. He was. He was. Good for her, standing up for herself. <laughs> Vicki Lawrence was the best celebrity that they had on this show, by far. Vicki wow. Lawrence and Betty White. Betty White is very was very good at Pyramid. Betty White was phenomenal at Paramount yeah. and actually came back at Password, too. She Yes. Like, wow. First she was married to what's his name? Alan Ludden. Alan yeah. Ludden, yeah. She came in years later. They did a reboot of Password with Regis. It was called Million Dollar Password oh, on CBS. kind of remember and, this. And, see, and Betty White comes in at like 85 yep. and is phenomenal. Yep. It has not lost a step. No. no. Like still like is great at that. There was one I forget. It was like Jamie Farr or something. I, he I was very good. Yeah, he was. It was one. It was one of those like it must have been on Mash or one of like those yeah. '80s sitcom actors that gave a clue. It was the best clue I'd ever heard on Pyramid. Hundred thousand dollars. The final clue was things that sag, and oh, the clue yes. was an old lady's breasts. <laughs> yes, 
It was the perfect clue. I'd never heard a clue better than that one on the parable. Oh, this is this is not good quality, I don't think. But let's get to the end here. Uh, oh my gosh, here it is. An invitation. Oh, it was before this. Nero, emperor's This is not. This is not Jamie Farr. I don't know who this is. Here it is. An old woman's breasts. Things that sag. <laughs> the great clue. Yeah. And at 35 seconds, they're at the top of the pyramid for $100,000. Record time, I think. Record time. Yep. Barry Jenner? Uh, oh, that was the name of the contestant. I'm trying to find the name of the celebrity. It was one of those yeah. TV guys. Yeah. Lieutenant Murtaugh from Family Matters is. I love the Gong Show though, Nick. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not getting off this hill. It's not happening. <laughs> it is Barry Jenner. Was the listen, name man. The way he gave, the way Chuck Barris gave Gene Gene the Dancing Machine and the Nameless Comic and these nobodies. He gave them all their 15 minutes of fame. It was harmless fun. I'm not coming down from. No, Rob. No, no, Rob. No. I want to piss Rob off so bad. I really do. <laughs> I think this is an upset that is justified. I, I really, I truly want to piss Rob off. What do you, what do I have to give you, Nico? What do I have to give you? Wow. What do I have to give you? A handy? I don't know. Like, this is tough. I'll hand, okay. Nico, I will give you a future upset on the condition wow. that it doesn't interrupt the gong shows moving forward. Oh, that's that's a that's a deep cut there. That's 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 too much. That is too costly. I will give you a future I upset. I can't do it. I cannot do it. That's the sanctity of the bracket is at stake. Here. Too the costly. Sanctity of the bracket. It's the sanctity of the bracket is that it's it's at stake. The sanctity of the bracket. <laughs> I love the gong show. I love the contestants on the gong show. I love how provocative that show was for the time, and I think Chuck Barris is low-key one of the greatest hosts of You're all You're voting against Seinfeld here. You realize that. I'm voting for Dick Clark, the pyramid. It, uh, I have to. I've gr- I grew up on this show. I got to do it. Sorry. <laughs> You're a fool. I, I watched Donny Osmond host the show for like You're a years. fool. That's how much I love it. Donny I dealt with the Donny Osmond era. Donny was terrible. Pyramid advances. I'm sorry. Woo! Disgusting. I feel like I just won $100,000. Disgraceful. <laughs> Disgraceful. <laughs> Two seed, two seed, family abhorrent. Two seed, family feud. How many more of these do we have? (laughs) This is the last one. Oh, you got a shit? No, but (laughs) we're getting, we're creeping up on an hour twenty. I think we can. I think we can do two fields. Okay. Because we do. I mean, like, we're gonna be going into May if we don't move this along. (laughs) We're trying to hit sixties today. Is that what you're saying? We're gonna go too much, and we're gonna lose the show. And Uh, (laughs) again, yeah, we better just stop while the getting's good here. (laughs) All right, all right. Family Feud and Joker's Wild. Seven C Joker's Wild is on the other end of this. Family Feud, of course, originally hosted by Richard Dawson, yeah, who gained fame after Hogan's Heroes and uh, Match Game. He was one of the great panelists on Match Game back in the day. They essentially took the bonus round of Match Game and turned it into its own show. Yeah. And that's how Family Feud started. I love Family Feud. I love the concept. I love just like we ask people a question and what are the most common answers? 
100 people survey. I'm Louie Anderson. <laughs> Louie Anderson, one of the underrated hosts. I'm Louie Anderson. When they asked me to host Family Feud, I thought they said Family Feud, and I I accepted. <laughs> Here, well, here's the other thing. I family was beaten by my father as a child. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> all this right. One of Rob's three impressions. A hundred people surveyed. Top four. <laughs> all the same. <laughs> top four answers are on the, the board. My impression of his mother is the same. <laughs> top, I mean, little known fact: Rob's mother is Louis Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be a dream come true. <laughs> what uh, was that show that he was in with Zach Galifianakis where he played baskets? His mom? Baskets. <laughs> Good show. Uh, Family Feud has now. I know we're we're really judging the seventies, eighties version of Family Feud, but like no, we're judging everything. Yeah. Okay. Th- this show has managed to evolve successfully it every has. time. Yeah. Like it Got stays rocky in the middle though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Richard Carn. <laughs> Richard Carn from Home Improvement. Yeah. Tough look for Family Feud. Hurley. What was his name? How did John O'Hurley? Uh, John O'Hurley. Yeah. They John bounced O'Hurley. back though. They bounce back hard with Steve Harvey. They yeah. sound- Steve Harvey has been a godsend to that show. Yeah, he has become a bit of a caricature, I would say, over the years. Yeah, I think that's at okay. first, like the novelty was cool, and now it's kind of worn off. Uh, but the idea of making it, essentially what they did is they made it the match game again. They made it a pure comedy show yeah. that we're just going to, you know, we're going to get laughs out of a, a guy saying naked grandma for things you <laughs> that you run into when you open the door. Yeah. Uh, I hate Steve Harvey. <laughs> Sorry. Really? I, oh, I can't stand him. I haven't been able to watch Family Feud since Louis Anderson. Anyway. What? Yeah. I like I, I like Family Feud. And then what was his um, name? Uh, the short little guy after Richard Ray Combs. Yep. Ray Combs. Hung himself in a closet. Oh, my. Yeah. Committed suicide. Yep. Tough beat. Uh, so and- Joker, Joker's wild, though. Yeah. What about uh it, it's just it's just a trivia show where sometimes you get to pick whatever category you want. <laughs> that's it. That's the whole yep, show. That's it. You got that's it. That's it. That's yep. That's it. That's the show. So here's Joker's Wild. Slot machine, giant slot machine on yep. stage. Yep. Contestant pulls the slot machine, and there are of course three slots on each machine, and each is filled with a category. There are five categories in total, and in addition to the categories, there are jokers among the bunch. You spin the slot machine if, uh, you know, two or more of the slots have the same category. You can choose it for double the points. And the jokers, of course, are always wild. The jokers wild. Right. And if you get three of the same, is it triple the points or something? Triple the points. Right. Wow. Right. Uh, That was basically the show, and it was hosted by Jack Barry who uh, was an old game show producer and the host of a show that we're going to talk about a little later called 21. 21 was a show that was in the midst of a massive scandal in the 1950s. He was blacklisted from the industry, kicked out of game show production, and then made a comeback after he created and hosted The Joker's Wild. Uh, The Joker's Wild is still a game show, though. It is on TBS currently, and it is hosted by Snoop Doggy Dog. It is D O double G D O double Holy shit. Snoop Dogg. And it is wonderful. It's well, that's, so good. I mean, you could put Snoop Dogg could host any show and it'd be great. <laughs> it's so good. Huh. He comes out there with like a brandy. Can you imagine just, Snoop Dogg hosting fucking um, 
I don't know. What's, what's the one that uh, the price is right? The best. Right. I mean, like put him in anything. He's managed to like in- interject himself into very mainstream, normal culture without feeling like he's sold out. Because he's never betrayed who he is in doing it. Like he's still Snoop Dogg and he just is Snoop Dogg. He doesn't hide from it. He just leans into it and it works. I can't hear Nico at all. Nope, we lost him. See, this is how it starts. This is it. That is the end of the show, you guys. We are done. We are done. We've pushed Shut our up. luck too Shut far. Up. Nope, I'm calling. You're not going to push your luck? Press your luck, Press your luck. Press your luck, Rob? Nope. We're not present because we will hit a whammy and we'll Shut lose up. this fucking show. Shut up. I have a new PC. I just built this damn thing. Nope, we're done. It's work. We're no. done. I'm out. Snoop. Snoop has made a career of just chilling out. That's what I love about Snoop. His whole career is just, I'm chilling. And that's his vibe. I love the Joker as well, but Family Feud, iconic. What are we talking about here? Family Feud. It's not even even a conversation. No. No. I do love the Joker's Wild, though. Especially the new one. I think the new one is actually an improvement on the old one. I haven't watched the new one. I will check it out. Okay. Uh, I would like a show, though, hosted by Snoop Dogg, hmm. where you have... uh, you have a glass of water, you have a joint, and you have a bong. And you and wait for the time- T-Rex to come along and <laughs> shake the, bo- the glass of water. No, before you before you answer the trivia question, you have to either drink the water, take a hit from the joint, or take a hit from the bong. And whichever one you do, it's worth more points, right? Bong is worth the most. And you try to get to the end. I like this idea. We're doing it. <laughs> That wasn't a joke. That was an idea. <laughs> you can't car crash an idea. <laughs> no, I, I like this idea. Uh, I like this idea. All right, that'll do it for today. <laughs> wow, fuck you. Wow. You guys are dicks. <laughs> wow. This was an ultimate like ball crush on me. You guys be just... more funny. I, that wasn't trying to be a joke. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you idiot! All right, bye. <laughs> he left the call. He left the Jitsi call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to commit to the uh, bit. See, this is this is your problem. Uh, that we can't I hear thought you. about it. I thought yeah. about it. Uh, um, let me give you comedy 101 here. Now, here's commit the thing. To the if, fucking I, bit. if I committed to it, then you guys would have just been like, oh, you were such a bitch. You ditched us. <laughs> would, it would have been a lose lose. Whole other week of this. Uh, oh, my God. We can't we can't top that. We oh, literally can't top that. Shit. <laughs> Good stuff. I don't know why I just got assaulted there. I did nothing to you guys. Like unnecessary. In a body bag too. We just took this massacre for no reason. Body bag. I did nothing to you. Uh, you know what, guys? I want to be clear about something here. The sanctity of the bracket is gone. Kid. You oh, have just killed no. it. I am no holds barred. This bracket is fucked. I will ruin your dreams, your hopes, your desires. This bracket is going to be a fucking shit show. You brought this on yourselves. I want to be very clear about this. You will regret, you will rue the day that you unnecessarily 
<laughs> massacred me. Uh, you wait. Wow. This bracket's fucked. Ooh, the extreme man it came from his brain. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, that's it though. That's great. We can't we can't beat that, you guys. Oh man. That's That's how we end this show. Play the Matt like music. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love you too. <laughs> we needed this tonight. Don't I know. certainly have, did. Have fun, um, have fun bringing my levels down. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it. That's on you. Uh, look, quick shout out. I don't want to pimp my own shit too much, but like, I'm trying to do this YouTube thing, and if you supported me on it, it would really mean the world. Find the link on all of uh, just the website, actually, twocentsradio.com. You can find all the. I'm doing more cultured videos and things. Cool. Awesome. Going up against the algorithm, and I'm going to kick that thing's ass. Do it. Do it. How can people get a hold of us? Just do that. TwoCentsRadio.com. There we go. Uh, join our Discord. Yes. Hit us up 70 on... 70 members on Discord. We just passed 70. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Exciting stuff. Check us out on Twitter. Have a great week, everybody. Catch you back here soon. Bye. Bye.